As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Good morning and welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Tuesday, everybody. I am Dave DeFore, joined as I am once a week again this season by my man, Trevon Edwards. What's up, Trey? What's going on, Dave? Hey, our curse continues. We got a big blowout in the late game, and we'll get to that later. But first, Trey, we got to start with your boys, the Chicago Bulls. They're 4-0, Trey. They're the first team to four wins in the league, getting the victory over the Toronto Raptors, 111-108 to on the back of DeMar DeRozan's 26 points. Man, DeMar is just working out fantastically for them so far, Trey. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought that this this move wasn't going to be good and, you know, that the Bulls would be the same old Bulls. They wouldn't defend and they were going to struggle. And a lot of people are saying that they haven't played anybody, but they've made a tremendous leap of where they were two seasons ago. You know, um, I feel like their only weakness right now is rebounding. Yeah, they were out-rebounded in this game by 20 rebounds, uh, and they gave up 14 offensive rebounds to the Raptors. Now, the Raptors' defense was really, really tough, and I thought Chicago did a good job of not getting too bogged down. Zach Levine had 22 points, 17 from Vooch. Lonzo Ball drops in 15. But Chicago has really impressed me with their defensive intensity. I, I thought that they were excellent at disrupting the Raptors and what they were trying to do. Created 19 turnovers in this game. Big deal. Yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty active. I think uh, it's a credit to them. They, they have a lot of hustle getting the 50-50 balls and and being active and, you know what I mean, getting these strips, loose ball things to create fast break points. And then it's also like, you know, although DeMar is, you know, scoring on the other end, Zach Levine is just playing exceptional basketball coming off the Olympics. Um, and I think that, you know, him getting a chance to experience winning basketball as a professional basketball player has been very effective going into the locker room with Chicago and being a leader. And, this is the first time he's ever won four games in a row in his pro pro career. That's that's an amazing. That doesn't feel real, right? That's a pretty ridiculous stat, especially for a guy. It's not like he plays in Oklahoma City, 
you know, a, a team that's been tanking for the last few years. The, the Bulls have tried to win games. And, you know, it's funny that people are coming around on Levine now that he has good players around him. It, it's funny how that worked, Trey. Uh, what do you see this team? Like, what, what is their ceiling? Like, we don't know what they are yet. And, and as you mentioned, you know, it's very easy to say they haven't played anyone yet. But, I, I mean, this team does look like it's better than we expected, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, their ceiling would be injury-riddled season third in the East. Um, But if everything is just kind of normal what it is, I got them at fifth in the East. So you think that this is going to be the five seed and that what we're seeing is pretty real? Yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, of course, they're they're not going to just go 82-0, and but they're going to win some ball games, you know, and I think that – it's just the intensity, you know, how Billy Donovan has them playing. Obviously, they're not really deep. They don't play a bunch of guys. Um, but sooner or later, I think that they're going to, you know, start, you know, starting to crack the rotation and find the right guys to get out there and, and compete. And yeah, it, those, those games that they would normally normally lose, that they're going to end up on top with a victory. One of the early games, we got another overtime game featuring the Boston Celtics. Trey, this game was a lot of fun. The Celtics beat the Hornets 140-129. to 129. Both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. No Terry Rozier, no P.J. Washington for the Hornets. And Trey, like, they had no gas in, in overtime. They, they looked exhausted. The mistakes started to compound. And, and you know, Boston got a lot of tough shots made by Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, 41 and 30, respectively, for those guys. Uh, It was just too much for for the Hornets in overtime. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, I mean, that 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 just goes off of experience, though. Those guys are kind of even kill. Um, they they, they uh, displayed some resiliency in New York the other uh, last week, you know, through the, the double overtime. And they're battle-tested. I mean, you know, they're going to have some growing pains. They got a new coach. They got a new roster, you know, added some guys. But I will say the Charlotte Hornets are very fun to watch. Um, and as you mentioned, a couple guys were out. So um, LaMelo Ball and them, they're, you know, they, they, they led majority of the game, but costly mistakes at the end. And you would think that this is where Gordon Hayward's expertise comes in to be the veteran. But I, I still think that they're missing that, that particular player, you know what I mean, to, to close it out. So, um, you know, it's unfortunate that they they lost that game. That was a very winnable ball game. And allowing it to go to overtime just kind of really much, pretty much uh, allowed Boston to kind of take over, especially um, Jason Tatum's performance. 
Yeah, you're right. And second night of a back-to-back for for the Hornets, being shorthanded, not having Rozier, not having P.J. Washington, you just can't let those games get out of hand, get into overtime, especially because, like you said, they had it in hand. I thought this game was a wrap. And and I actually switched over to Nuggets-Cavs, I think, and uh, I I had to go back because Boston came back in this game. And, and, you know, you, you go digging through the tape, and it's like, wow. Rob Williams had a good game. Dennis Schroeder yeah. had, yeah, a, had, had a great overtime. And, and you can just see as the game progressed, Charlotte just didn't have the juice. And you mentioned Gordon Hayward kind of had a rough start in this game, but I, I thought came on late, did some stuff for them. You know, he's been a guy who, who already is hitting that mid-ranger for them when they need a bucket. A lot of a, a lot of shots at, at that free throw line that have been wide open. But you were right. They, it wasn't enough tonight. 15 points from him. 5 of 12 overall. Uh, what I really didn't like, honestly, from him, three assists. I, I think they need him more, Trey, especially late in games, as a playmaker. Because as, as good as LaMelo Ball is, I do think when you have a lead, his tendency to be a risk taker uh, needs to be reined in just a little bit. Uh, this would have been a good time, I, I think, for maybe a little bit more Gordon Hayward-led offense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, but also, if Terry Rozier's out there, he's the he's closing it. I mean, you know, that's, he's going to be the aggressor. He's going to make the right plays. And I think he was sorely missed today. You know what I mean? Even though they led majority of the game and looked like they had it, he comes in and he's fearless and he's making sure that, you know, they finish with this ball game, you know. Um, so tough one to lose, but, you know, it's just treat it as growing pains. And the late game, this was supposed to be the marquee matchup. And, and Trey, you and I, we were excited about this game. We, we thought we were going to get a good one. Uh, but our curse continues. And the Clippers just dominated the Blazers in this one. And, and it was really uh, – the Blazers emptied their bench about 10 minutes into the – four or 10 minutes left in the game, I think. But it was over about halfway through the third. I, the, the Clippers just put it on them. That defense – has just been phenomenal. And at the point of attack, I thought they made Damian Lillard's life miserable tonight, Trey. Yeah, Paul George, you know, he's sad. Like, I don't know if it's a career high, but he had eight steals. Like, that's just, that's not, a, that's not a normal performance on the defensive end. You know, he's very active and, you know, they showed up. You know, I, I, I definitely had chose this game as game of the night due to the history of, you know, Paul George and Damian Lillard, and they would, you know, I figured that they would compete and and things of that nature. But, you know, Dame continues to struggle. And, you know, I, I talked to a source close um, to Dame, and it's, he's not hurt. He's just struggling. And, I mean, it's not new because he struggled in the past as far as, you know, shooting woes early in the season. But C.J. McCollum is great for them right now. Like, he's – I don't know if he's raising his value or what, but he's shooting the ball tr- tremendously well and, you know, and, and doing what he needs to do. But right now, you know, uh, Damian Lillard being two for 24 from the three is not a good sign early on. Yeah, you mentioned McCollum. He had 20 in this game, uh, four of 11 from three. He came into the game, I, he was top four in scoring in the NBA, and he's been shooting the three ball really well. You mentioned Dame struggling a little bit, but. I want to talk about the Clippers' defense. You know, if you can force 30 turnovers on an opponent, that's doing something. I mean, yes, your opponent is a willful participant at that point, 
when you've got the wings that the Clippers have and the ability to blitz and the ability to play big with Zubac, you just have so much defensive versatility and flexibility. And this is what we have kind of grown to expect from this Clippers team. And we saw it against, against Utah in the playoffs last year. Have we all just been too low collectively on the ceiling of the Clippers minus Kawhi? And maybe their defense is so good that they can actually be better than we expect, Trey? I think the I think their preparation is going to be even better because now they have to focus. They have to, you know, obviously Paul people forget how good Paul George is. You know, you know, everyone had their jokes about the bubble. Everyone, you know, likes to, you know, pick at him sometimes, you know, when he um gets eliminated from the playoffs, but he's still one of the best scorers in the game. Um, one of the best two-way players, actually. You know, he was a um, MVP candidate a few years ago, and now with him being, you know, a first option, and knowing what it takes to get where he wants to be with this team, he's stepped up and become a leader, and you know, more so owned in as far as their focus and their preparation. You know what I mean? Like he's had some solid games, you know, offensively, and and here. If the Clippers continue to play defense, like I mean, maybe they're they're better than a play-in team that I actually had them. You know what I mean? Like I think that maybe they're a uh, six seed. Who knows? But they're competing. Um, it's early on, and you know, having a victory like this, I mean, it has to be a a, a good confidence booster for them. As we wrap up here uh, quickly, how bad does it have to get for Portland before? We start seeing them make a move. I mean, you know, we know that C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons has been on the table and has kind of been rumored. Uh, are we going to see the Blazers get desperate? Well, I think I think it'll be watched closely, especially these first ten games. I mean, I think normally the gauge is two to eight. You know, if you're two and eight, it's kind of like, you know, you're going to be playing from behind for most of the season after that, trying to make up for those first ten, and um. I think they're going to be all right, um, but it just kind of depends. You know, like I said, C.J. McCollum's still playing well offensively. He's on pace to have one of his best, you know, offensive offensive years. And uh, I think that's where the GM is going to have to look and see what's best for this organization moving forward because, you know, this is not all on Chauncey Billups. Like, he can't go out there and play play defense for them. He can't execute for them. And also, this isn't their worst um, game they've played. Terry, they, you know, a, a Terry Stotts coach game. They had 29 turnovers before as well. So, um, this this all goes into focus and effort. And you know, Nurkic hasn't been playing well. I mean, you can you can kind of go down the line, but you know, the the bright spots are Simons and Little have been stepping up for them and you know, looking pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be a long season if things don't turn around quickly, though, because I, I don't know if you looked around the league, Trey, but a lot of really good teams right now. That's going to do it for the Daily Ding, folks. Don't forget about all the other shows we got across the Athletic Podcast Network. Don't forget Tampering, coming up next on the Athletic NBA Show. For Trey, I'm Dave. You guys have a great day. Trey, take us away. Ding, ding. <laughs>